Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. What Jesus did by the shedding of his blood and his finished work on the cross is enough for every person for all time. It is the greatest one-off ever. Join me as I share from Watchman Nee's classic study on the normal Christian life over this range of episodes. How can we remain average if we have truly embraced our salvation? Take a listen, and I pray you will share these with everyone that you can and encourage them to take a listen to one off the reading and the sharing of Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life Man's State by Nature. We come, therefore, to Romans 5:12 through 21. In this great passage, grace is brought into contrast with sin, and the obedience of Christ is set against the disobedience of Adam. It is placed at the beginning of the second section of Romans, Romans 5:12 to Romans 8:39, with which we shall now be particularly concerned, and its argument leads to a conclusion which lies at the very heart of our further meditations. What is that conclusion? It is found in verse 19 already quoted. For as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one shall the many be made righteous. Here the Spirit of God is seeking to show us first what we are and then how it was we came to be what we are. At the beginning of our Christian life, we are concerned with our doing, not with our being. We are distressed rather by what we have done than by what we are. We think that if only we could rectify certain things, we should be good Christians, and we set out, therefore, to change our actions. But the result is not what we expected. We discover to our dismay that it is something more than just a case of trouble on the outside, that there is, in fact, more serious trouble on the inside. We try to please the Lord, but find something within that does not want to please Him. We try to be humble, but there is something in our very being that refuses to be humble. We try to be loving, but inside we feel most unloving. We smile and try to look very gracious, but inwardly we feel decidedly ungracious. The more we try to rectify matters on the outside, the more we realize how deep-seated is the trouble. Then we come to the Lord and say, Lord, I see it now. Not only what I have done is wrong, I am wrong. The conclusion of Romans 5.19 is beginning to dawn upon us. We are sinners. We are members of a race of people who are constitutionally other than what God intended them to be. By the fall, a fundamental change took place in the character of Adam, whereby he became a sinner, one constitutionally unable to please God. And the family likeness, which we all share, is no merely superficial one, but extends to our inward character also. We have been constituted sinners. How did this come about? By the disobedience of one, says the apostle. Let me try to illustrate this by a simple analogy. My name is Ni. It is a fairly common Chinese name. How did I come by it? I did not choose it. I did not go through the list of possible Chinese names and select this one. That my name is Ni is in effect not my doing at all. 
and moreover nothing I can do can alter it. I am a knee because my father was a knee, and my father was a knee because my grandfather was a knee. If I act like a knee, I am a knee, and if I act unlike a knee, I am still a knee. If I become president of the Chinese Republic, I am a knee, or if I become a beggar in the street, I am still a knee. Nothing I do or refrain from doing will make me other than a knee. We are sinners not because of ourselves, but because of Adam. It is not because I individually have sinned that I am a sinner, but because I was in Adam when he sinned. Because by birth I come of Adam, therefore I am part of him. What is more, I can do nothing to alter this. I cannot, by improving my behavior, make myself other than a part of Adam, and so a sinner. In China, I was once talking in this strain and remarked, We have all sinned in Adam. A man said, I don't understand. So I sought to explain it in this way. All Chinese trace their descent from Wang Tai, I said. Over 4,000 years ago, he had a war with Si U. His enemy was very strong, but nevertheless, Wang Tai overcame and slew him. After this, Wang Tai founded the Chinese nation. 4,000 years ago, therefore, our nation was founded by Wang Tai. Now, what would have happened if Wang Tai had not killed his enemy, but had been himself killed instead? Where would you be now? Well, there would be no me at all, he answered. Oh, no. Wang Tai can die his death, and you can live your life. Impossible, he cried. If he had died, then I could never have lived, for I have derived my life from him. Do you see the oneness of human life? Our life comes from Adam. If your great-grandfather had died at the age of three, where would you be? You would have died in him. Your experience is bound up with his. And in just the same way, the experience of every one of us is bound up with that of Adam. None can say, I have not been in Eden. For potentially, we all were there when Adam yielded to the serpent's words. So we are all involved in Adam's sin, and by being born in Adam, we receive from him all that he became as a result of his sin. That is to say, the Adam nature, which is the nature of a sinner. We derive our existence from him. And because his life became a sinful life, a sinful nature, therefore the nature which we derive from him is also sinful. So, as we have said, the trouble is in our heredity not in our behavior. Unless we can change our parentage, there is no deliverance for us. But it is in this very direction that we shall find the solution of our problem, for that is exactly how God has dealt with it. All right, now we have come to the end of that section in chapter 2. I pray that you are giving some real thought to these things. Go back and listen to the reading of this or get it and read it for yourself. Ask Holy Spirit to make it real to you, to you for your salvation, to make it real inside of you. Oh, this is so very, very key for this time. Thank you for staying with me in the reading of this fabulous, fabulous and I believe very timely book. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.